You're listening to the Packernet Podcast Network. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You, you feel this this nervousness on the phone there? Sir, I've been trying to make an urgent phone call up there. Well, I don't think it's something I want to do on an overseas phone. You got to make some phone calls. Hang up the phone. Prank caller. Prank caller. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Packernet After Dark. This is the call-in show of the Packernet Podcast Network. Uh, if you'd like to call in... If you'd like to participate in uh, the whole shindig here, call in 608-501-0718. New callers go directly to the front of the line. Don't have any new callers, at least I don't think. So uh, let's just get started. Keeps taking me to the front. We'll go with Tommy Austin. I am deciding to make a way too early prediction for the season. Okay. And that... Prediction is the Packers go eleven and six. Okay. To lose in like the division conference because right. as young and hungry and energetic and exciting as this team is, they're young. So they got some years to work and it's gonna be a wonderful time for the future. Uh time that people start making adjustments for this team that they start getting into a groove and seeing what they kinda of use, I Packers are gonna be able to counter punch with their own tactics to counter punch the other counter punch that the people are gonna be doing. Yeah. So therefore, only the high end teams are gonna be able to keep up with the Packers in any race. Foot race, speed, power, strength, other words that can be thrown in there <laughs> for the fun of it. I just Listen, eight and nine last year with the team that we had. Crazy that I have to see. I'm not seeing that with this team. Mostly because a lot of the team, this is like their real true first shot. A lot of people have left, and so now they got to work with what they have. And I believe what they have is a very talented group of people who are wanting to win, who are wanting to succeed, who keep hearing everybody bash them, everybody second-guess them, everybody put them under the rug. But guess what? What happens when you cage an animal? What happens Mm. when you corner an animal? They get crazy. Oh, yeah. They get ruthless. They get fired up. And that's what I'm feeling that this season is going to be. Way too early. Prediction. Brought to you by. Tom Stockton. Peace out. P-Town. Yeah. Um, 
I mean, it's not hard to get there. If you just look at, you know, I was trying to think how to answer it, and I was like, well, let's look at winnable games. Every single game is winnable. Every single one. Doesn't matter if you're talking Chiefs or whatever. They're, they don't have a 0% chance anywhere. But where do they have, like, kind of a good chance? Chicago? Atlanta? Um, I don't know about New Orleans, but maybe New Orleans. Tough defense and all, but still a struggling team. But let's see, Chicago, Atlanta for sure. I'm going to throw Detroit in there. I know we always struggle with Detroit, but they're not a good football team. The Raiders, the Broncos, the Vikings, the Rams, um, Detroit again, the Giants, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, the Vikings, and the Bears again. That's 13 teams that aren't just technically winnable. They're very winnable. Now, you're not going to win all of those, but we're not going to lose all the other games either. We're not going to automatically lose to the, you know, Saints and split with the Vikings and the Lions and um, lose to the Steelers because of their defense and lose to the Chargers and lose to the Chiefs. And we we may, but um, again, it's, it's really just a matter of... I, I, I hate to call it luck because it's really not. There, there are, I'm sure there's a lot of components in there that are going to help you to kind of come out ahead more so than than you don't but you know we saw it with the vikings they weren't that good of a team but they came out ahead um the fact of the matter is every single one of these games there's going to be a probability that the packers win sometimes it's going to be low in the you know 20s and sometimes it's going to be high in the 70s 80s whatever i don't know probably not that high but probably more like 40s and 60s but if you win more of the 40 percent than you lose the 60 percent you're going to have a good season and the reality is the NFL is filled with more bad teams than really, really good teams. And by bad, I just mean they're, they're not an established, ready-to-rock-and-roll team. The Bears, the Falcons, the Saints, the Lions, the Raiders, the Broncos, the Vikings, the Rams, the Steelers, even kind of the Chargers, the Lions, the Giants, the Bucks, the Panthers, the Vikings, the Bears. I mean, the, really the only team that you look at and say that is a Super Bowl contender for sure is the Chiefs. That's it. I can't see a single team in here that... I think is legitimately like I would actually put money on them going to the Super Bowl. Maybe the Chargers, but only because they, they've kind of been that team that's hanging around. You're like, oh, they got a good quarterback with the defense, and eh, they're not going to do it. They're not. Maybe the Saints, you know, if we're talking like playoff team that could maybe get hot, or who knows, maybe the Lions could sneak into the playoffs. There's, there's some maybe playoff caliber teams. The only team that you look at and go, dude, that is a Super Bowl caliber team. It is the team that won the Super Bowl last year. And that's it. There's no Eagles. There's no Cowboys. Yeah, I know the Giants went to the playoffs, but eh. if you want to be scared of them, be scared of them. But they're a beatable team. We don't play the Bengals. We don't play the Bills. Heck, we don't even play the Jets, who might be good this year. Who knows? We don't play the 49ers. We don't even play the Seahawks, who are like, you know, I don't know why they're good, but they're kind of good. We don't play the, the, the Dolphins. We don't play the Jaguars. We don't play the Ravens. So, you know... <laughs> We play all the worst teams. You know, like the Steelers were kind of scary. They were third in their division. The Raiders and Broncos were third and fourth in their division. Giants were third in their division. The Saints and Falcons and Panthers, they were second, third, and fourth, but none of them had even eight wins. Tampa, who we also play, had, you know, we played the whole division there. They were eight and nine. There was not a team with a winning record in that whole division. Play the Rams, who were five and 12. So, you know, there's on one hand, I don't know what the Packers are, and then there's on the other hand of let's just say that they're dead average. They still got a pretty good record here. I mean, if if you are a perfectly average team, 
I don't know how you only get six wins out of this. How many non-playoff teams are there? The Bears, the Falcons. Did the Saints go to the playoffs last year? I don't even know. No, they were 7-10. and 10. So it's entirely doable. And like you said, like I've said plenty of times before in the past, the, the, the biggest thing that I think, and I could be wrong about this. I mean, I'm not wrong about the information, but I could be wrong about my interpretation of what's about to happen. That The general national media narrative is the Packers are exactly who they were last year, and then they lost Aaron Rodgers, who's a really good quarterback. I think anybody who actually watched that season is very well aware that a lot of players played well below their capabilities, and that includes Aaron Rodgers. If we can get the rest of our team to even play at an adequate level and be healthy, remember, Elton Jenkins, David Bakhtiari, Christian Watson, Romeo Dobbs, Rashawn Gary, who we missed for half the year. I mean, injuries were a major part of this, and we had a lot of guys not playing very well, including the most important position. So, yes, if we can get a bit of a bounce back, and that same team that we said is talented enough to be top 10 last year wasn't, but again, it can be. And I know that's got your eyes rolling, but again, look at how inconsistent defenses are and how hard it is to predict from year to year what a defense is going to be. Just as dumb as it is to say that defense was good last year, so we know they're going to be good next year, Jets. It's also stupid saying this defense struggled last year, so they're going to, they're not going to be good this year. And I understand they've been bad for such a long time, you've lost faith. Look at special teams. We said the same thing. There's no fix in this. It's been just an eternity. Same with running backs. Before we got Eddie Lacy, like it, was, it just felt like an eternity. Like we just don't have good running backs. You know, we suddenly have faith in tight ends. We've never had good tight ends. Why do we even have faith? Stuff changes, man. We went a long time without good DBs. I mean, it wasn't that long of a time, but it seemed like we just couldn't hit. We kept swinging. We kept drafting. Just felt like we would never find good corners in the draft. And then we draft Jair Alexander, and he's a fantastic corner. We get too hung up on patterns. Something happened in the past, so it has to happen in the future. We got to stop doing that, especially recent history. Well, did you watch the Packers last year? Well, that's exactly who they're going to be. You said that two years ago, which is why we were wrong about the Packers last year. We're so confident that last year, everything we knew about last year is exactly the same this year. Everybody is unbelievably confident. I've got people fighting me. A lot, especially Packer fans who are like heavy pro Aaron Rodgers Packer fans. When I dropped that little stat about the Jets defense, which is just an interesting tidbit, I was just going through it live. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Put it on Twitter. They lost their mind. They wanted to fist fight me. You're an idiot. That's not how you evaluate things. You, you evaluate things based on the talent. What talent? Well, they're talented. How do you know? Well, look how good they were last year. That's my point. You're evaluating based on what they did last year. Anyways, we don't know, man. We don't know. Every single year we get shocked. Again, Seattle was supposed to be the worst team in football. They lost Russell Wilson. They were going to completely fall apart. They went and got Geno Smith, who everybody already knows is garbage, just like a lot of people know Jordan Love is garbage, even though he hasn't done anything. And look at Seattle. They were better off without Russell Wilson. It didn't make any sense. It still doesn't make any sense. I still don't know how that happened. I don't know how Russell was as bad as he was. That makes no sense to me, even though he was falling off. I don't know how he fell off that steep. And then Geno becoming actually a really, really good quarterback. I don't know where that came from. Suddenly he's just like a, what, a top five, top ten quarterback? Like, what universe are we living in? This is every year. Guys, we, how long have we all been watching football? Let's. St- I shouldn't have to explain this to everybody. I shouldn't be putting basic things on Twitter like, you know, hey, just because it happened last year doesn't mean it's going to happen next year and have so many people losing their minds. You've been watching for, what, a decade, two decades, three decades, five decades for some of you? And you don't know this? Good Lord. 
Hey, Ryan, Russ, the realist here. Hey, Russ. Calling in with an update on my criminal investigation into Mark Murphy. All right, let's hear it. Turns out he's also under investigation by the state of Tennessee for fraud, defrauding insurers, and unlawful payments. Okay, that's right. Imagine that. This is pure delusion. How has no one stood up before now and done something? What happened We've let this power-hungry egomaniac destroy the state of Wisconsin <laughs> and take the best team in the league down to the worst, run the greatest athlete in history out of talent just on a oh. whim, and install a goofy puppet as a GM, like Wait, we just spy for him. Enough with the whining, you boot lickers are getting what you've asked for. This franchise is doomed under Jordan Love and Mark Murphy. I, for one, am ecstatic to see all you idiots realizing how screwed you are. Yeah. Jordan can't hit a single receiver in practice. The play calling has been terrible, and nobody can block. In practice? I'll be amazed if we win a game. Wait. First of all, what happened in Tennessee again? Is fraud? Okay. Um, and then you, Jordan Love can't hit a single receiver in practice. Um, feel free to tune into tomorrow's podcast when I talk about all the receivers that he threw to in practice. Uh, play calling has been terrible in, in OTAs, you're saying? Or... How does that work? And, and nobody can block. Is this just in general, or are we still, is this still OTAs? Nobody can block it? Okay. However, on the positive side, we should end up with enough draft capital and cap space after losing all these games that once Mark and Brian and Matt and Jordan all get fired. We can trade for TJ Watt uh-huh. and build a real team around him. Should we draft a quarterback, or...? We have a lot of draft capital. You 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 still want you still want to go back to old T.J. Watt, huh? What is he like? Thirty five years old at this point. That was a while ago. That that whole T.J. Watt thing. Also, he took a pretty big step back last year. I don't know if you knew that. So maybe maybe quarterback or something. I'm miserable. I'm pleading. We never ever brought J.J. Watt home. Never even tried. We never tried to bring Odell here. We have to bring T.J. Watt home. We did try. Maybe we can draft Caleb Williams or Graham Mertz, or maybe Martison Harrison. I think your brother's suggestion could work for the new owner. Even though he's not from Wisconsin, he's still a longtime Packer and knows how to treat people the right way. Who? It'll be a long, slow, painful rebuild as we strip the whole roster down and turn over probably all but two or three players and grovel and eat dirt at the bottom of the division <laughs> for a decade. But there's a vision and a plan. Curious about your thoughts. Go pack, go. What is what is the vision? You want to the vision is you want to get T.J. Watt or Caleb Williams, and then get rid of everybody but two or three. I'm trying to think who that would be. So I'm I'm thinking through your eyes. We probably have to rule out David Bakhtiari, but I honestly, you know, again, trying to think on your wavelength that he he might be a keeper. Um, but Rashawn for sure. Maybe Jair would be two, and then, what would you say, two or three? Who would be one more? I would hope it's Elton or Christian, although you probably don't like Christian, right? I don't know. I don't, I don't. I really don't know. I don't know who we're talking about here. Can we keep Lucas Van Ness, or does he have to go? And Romeo and Jaden Reed, can he stay in Musgrave? And Jones and Dylan and Elton and Zach Tom? Can Naguara stay, or is he, he's got to go? Kenny's got to go? Does Wyatt have to go? What about Quay and Devondre? They they both have to go, and, and Stokes and Razul got to go. They all have to go. Okay. That kind of sucks. And you're, and you're going to go out and find players that are better than that while we eat dirt for... I You know, we could do that. 
Or we could not do that and then not eat dirt, which to me seems like a win-win. I don't know. I don't know. Right to each their own. It's a different, different strokes. You know how it is. Hello, Ryan. Hello. This is Aaron. I am currently eating a sandwich, and I am bringing that up only because last time I didn't tell you what kind of sandwich that I ate, you scolded me. <laughs> so it's just a plain old grilled cheese sandwich for breakfast. Uh, hey, hey, first of all, <laughs> curveball there at the end for breakfast. I've never had a, a breakfast grilled cheese, but it sounds amazing. Kudos to you for breaking barriers here. Um, I always like that, by the way. I, 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 I always get so annoyed when people when you say what you're eating, people are like, for a breakfast? Who cares? Who cares? Who cares? I wake up in the morning, there's a leftover cheeseburger in the fridge. Am I not going to eat that when I wake up? Why? So I can have cereal? Cereal? You got to choose between a cheeseburger and crunchy garbage drowned in milk? No, dude, I'm going to eat the cheeseburger. After breakfast? What, 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 what's wrong with that for breakfast? When you go out to eat for breakfast, what do you get? Pancakes and sausage? Kind of sounds like a cheeseburger ripped to, ripped to shreds and dumped in syrup. It's a deconstructed cheeseburger. So shut up. Anyways, I'm on your team. Sounds delicious. And don't ever tear down a good grilled cheese, man. Grilled cheese is, is good stuff. By the way, my, uh, my new buddy, Mr. Uh, Jean-Pierre, I just watched his video yesterday on uh, the croque monsieur. Croque Madame. I think he did both. I don't know. I got to get down on one of those. I'm trying to cut down a little bit on the poundage. So that one might have to go on the back burner for a little bit because it's basically just a grilled cheese sandwich and then you take liquefied cheese and you just pour it on it. So it's like a grilled cheese with a pile of cheese and then like a, a mound of... I love the French. I really do. As weird as that is to say. Hi. 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 I, I Hello. Was just want- Sorry. Uh, I had somebody... <laughs> on on uh jeremy on uh twitter recommended that i watch i'm all over the place right now what is it called barbarian so i actually rented it i was like you know what i'm I'm sick of getting these recommendations getting excited and being like nope i, I can't see it because i don't have hbo i don't have all this crap i got hulu i got netflix i got peacock i got voodoo but you know there's not too much on there i guess everybody has voodoo you just gotta pay for stuff i that's that's it dude that's what i got if it's not on there, I can't watch it. And I was like, you know what? I'm I'm doing it. So I went over to Vudu. It was like three fifty. It was like four bucks maybe to to rent it. So I'm renting it. Uh, also, since you people are pushing me, and it's now costing me money, patreoncom daddy or you can hit me up on uh, Venmo, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, because now I'm going to be buying your recommendations because I'm tired of not buying them and watching them. Packernet Podcast and Venmo. Anyways, don't denigrate the grilled cheese. It is a masterpiece. And again. Kudos for eating it for breakfast. Um, why not? Anyways, so the reason I'm calling is, um, so thinking about it, there's a lot of teams that seemingly get the right quarterback. Like, there's teams that have, like, great quarterbacks that don't really do anything. But then there's teams that have quarterbacks that just fit the team really well. Um, that actually bring them places that they sh- honestly don't belong. Like, I'm going to bring up a right. few years ago, the Vikings, right? Like, when they had Case Keenum. Sure. And then Case Keenum brings them all the way and actually wins a playoff game. Um, and, yeah. So, Case Keenum's not a great quarterback, but he was right for that team. So, I 
who live in Minnesota, always tell people that Case Keenum is the quarterback they should have gone with because that would have saved a lot of money over guys like, sorry, saved a lot of money over assigning Kirk Cousins to the guaranteed deals that he's had. And they would have been able to bring in other players, and they have some. They have a quarterback that had the respect of the team, unlike Kirk Cousins for the first few years. Um, and then you got guys like Nick Foles. Nick Foles isn't the greatest quarterback, but he. But in Philly, he was always really like I. Watching him in the first time, and then when he was in Philly, he was really good. And then he comes back and wins them the Super Bowl. I don't think that they win that Super Bowl with Carson Wentz if Carson Wentz stayed healthy. I personally, I think that. There's a big thing to be said that had a quarter or a team having the right quarterback over having just a generally great quarterback is a big thing. So I'm hoping that the time that they spent to get Jordan Love and find Jordan Love and do all the scouting to be like, this is our guy, hopefully that can be him. So Jordan Love doesn't need to be great. What we need is a guy who's actually a good leader, who the team respects, who actually is willing to play and not just – rely on just talent all the time, unlike Aaron Rodgers. So I think that's the thing that got in the way of Aaron Rodgers being, like, a multiple Super Bowl winner and, like, bringing more championships and more Lombardis to Green Bay. Um, it's just that he was a great quarterback, one of the top of all time. That Nobody can state that. But there's something to be said that maybe he wasn't the right quarterback for Green Bay at times because he tried to play his own game. But I'm not, yeah, anyway. Oh, I get it. So hopefully Jordan Love is our guy, and let's go Jordan Love. Jordan Love keeps it. <laughs> yeah, I was just listening to uh, what's that guy speaking of Minnesota. You know, you know the one lawyer man who has all these stupid takes. Anyways, they were talking about like who's in a better position or situation or whatever. Uh, between Fields and Love, and, and they kind of the fact that, you know, the Green Bay Packers hand-selected Jordan Love, you know, Matt LaFleur and Brian Gutekunst hand-picked their scheme. I, I really think that a lot of people overlook that. I've brought it up numerous times. I don't think it's being brought up enough. Um, You know, I, I recently watched, I think I, I don't know if I talked about it on tomorrow's show or, or this one, but Kurt Warner kind of breaking some stuff down, and I watched him do it. I mean, you you can see how... Almost every play that was highlighted, there's just a guy wide open, usually down the field. I mean, it's the whole Shanahan thing, like, you're just a brilliant play caller, guys are wide open. But you still have to have your eyes in the right place, and you got to be able to throw an accurate ball. I mean, it's the Tom Brady thing. So, on one hand, you look at it and say, look, any quarterback will fit that system. That's not necessarily true. Because, although Brock Purdy has limitations, and he's probably never going to give you those Aaron Rodgers-type moments, which is probably why you're going to struggle in the postseason. Because at some point, you're going to need that rabbit pulled out of your hat. You're going to need those magical moments and whatnot to be able to pull things off in order to beat Pat Mahomes, who's doing those magical things on top of it. Um, he he's, he's the right guy for what they're doing, which is, we've got a great scheme in which guys are open. Just get your guys in the right spot and throw the ball. And I think I think that's exactly what um, Jordan Love can do. Now, again, to, to say anybody can do that is not true because they looked at, for example, two other guys. I had to go back seven months for this, but Justin Fields. Fields was not necessarily that guy. His issue was staring at guys. You know, the, In other words, there's, there's a whole timing thing. You got your eyes in the right spot, but as soon as he comes out of his break, you got to throw it, and you didn't. Why didn't you throw it? What are you doing? Lamar. Uh, I actually went back and looked at a bunch of different videos because I wanted to see if he ever talked negatively about anybody because you know he was glowing about Aaron Rodgers. He's glowing about Jordan. He's glowing about Brock 
And I'm like, D is there anybody you'll say anything negative about? He really was quite negative about Lamar. And it, it almost seemed as though he was kind of doing what we always accused Aaron Rodgers of, which is sort of just staring down Devontae and trying to force feed him. Except in his case, it's their tight end. Uh, what's his name? Andrews, right? In other words, he would read the defense and say, okay, here's the defense, here's the play, so your eyes should go from here, and then because this guy's, you know, you know, dropping, you should be going immediately to your next route. His eyes are never anywhere where they're supposed to be. He's never looking the right place, he's never throwing to the right place. But Andrews will kind of be like, all right, here's the situation, this is bad, I'm just going to run and find an open spot, and he'll just stare him down until he finds that open spot, he throws it, and it's a big play, and it's like, well, you didn't do anything right, but... It worked. But that's a situation where you need guys like Andrews who are just going to find space. And then on top of that, Lamar's going to bail you out by by making some big run plays, and he's got a big arm and all that kind of stuff. But that's not the kind of guy necessarily that you want in San Francisco. It's all about timing. I think Jordan Love would thrive in San Francisco, just like Brock Purdy, whatever. You, you got to have guys that can that are intelligent enough to know where to put their eyes and be able to deliver accurate balls exactly on time. And I think that's what Jordan Love has done successfully, which is why I think he's a good fit for Matt LaFleur. Now, Matt LaFleur is maybe not on Shanahan's level as a play caller, but it's a similar it's a similar style. And again, it's different than Aaron Rodgers. Aaron Rodgers was a little bit more of the Lamar guy, right? Yeah, there's a play, but there's also like, we need to have an understanding, me and my boys. We got to have this telepathy as you're running down the field. Hey, the safety bailed. I need you to know like, oh shoot, I'm just going to go this way. And then I'm just going to launch it expecting you to go that way. And if you go that way, boom, big play and we're Super Bowl champions. That ain't this. And if you watch it, um, again, Kurt Warner doing his breakdown of Jordan Love. It's, it's a two-parter. I don't think part two came out yet, but part one did just, I think, today. He goes over Kansas City, and I kind of expected it to be a disaster. It really wasn't. He had almost ne nothing negative to say. Couple couple missteps here and there, but nothing worse than really anybody else that he covered that I watched. You know, probably shouldn't have thrown this ball, probably shouldn't have thrown that ball. You know, square up your feet a little bit. But it's all, you know, as he's going through it, it's like, you know, your eye should be here. Correct. Throw the ball. You know, maybe you could have thrown it here, but I understand why you don't because he's not, you know, he's kind of coming at this angle. So you just take the check down, whatever. It's just, it's eyes in the right spot, accurate placement on time. That's it. That's the whole thing. And it seems like he's doing that. So I'm, I'm encouraged. What the heck are we talking about? I don't know. Why don't we take a break? I think we've only been through three calls. Chatty today. Take a break. I'm going to watch uh, 10 more minutes of this movie here, Barbarian. You know, this one. Wondering, do you have any rooms available? Yeah. Um, I don't. I don't have any rooms available. But if you'd like to support the podcast, patreon.com forward slash pack underscore daddy. Or again, just jump on Venmo, Packernet Podcast. Just do hashtag movie fund or something. <laughs> Shoot me a suggestion. I'll, I'll let you know what I thought. Um, more seriously, uh, Fertile Ground Ranch Discipleship Ministry. If you'd like to uh, help my dad in his ministry, helping people in need, it would be greatly appreciated. You can uh, find more information at FertileGroundRanch.org. We'll take a break. We'll be right back. We all have smartphones, and we all know they're pretty amazing. But they also can be amazingly distracting, especially when we're around other people. So U.S. Cellular wants us to reset our relationship with our phones by putting down our phones for five. That's right. A company that sells phones wants us to put down our phones. And to see what we find, learn more at uscellular.com forward slash built for us. In the hobby, it's not easy being a fan of ripping packs or repacks. We get all hyped up thinking we're going to get some high-value Jordan Love card, but with zero transparency on available cards and hit rates, it's all just a shot in the dark. Until now. 
Introducing Slab Packs from ArenaClub.com, the only repack that provides real value, a complete view on all possible cards, and clear hit rates for each one. Now when I buy Slab Packs on Arena Club, it finally feels like I know what I'm getting. And honestly, the best thing for me and my son is the fact that we're kind of novices into this. When I walk into a card shop with my son, and a card says it costs $40, kind of just taking his word for it that that's a good value. So I appreciate the transparency on grading, as well as just getting excited about seeing what you could potentially get. Right now, you can get 10% off your first purchase by going to arenaclub.com slash packdaddy. Wow, that's crazy offer. 10% off a $400 slab pack. That's 40 bucks right there. Anyways, that's arenaclub.com slash packdaddy for 10% off your first purchase. All right, so I watched 30 minutes of it. Um, I will say, I like it. Um... It's weird, it's like a movie that's split into two movies, and the first movie just ended. Pretty creepy. Second movie, entirely new movie. So I don't really know what that's all about, but we gotta finish this. So, Thomas, what's going on, man? I guess I'll throw my, my hat into the foray of music for the Packers. Okay. Uh, uh, why not? Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash. Alright. Give it a listen. Give it a tune. Give it a try. Alright, bye. Ain't No Grave by Johnny Cash. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. There ain't no grave can hold my body down. When I hear that trumpet sound, I'm gonna rise right out of the ground. Ain't no grave can hold my body down. I think we get the point. It's a little dramatic, but, uh, you know, point landed. Bramble, what's going on? Hey, Daddy. It's Bramble. A couple things uh, I want to get off. I was listening to the uh, theme song thing of the Hate Breed song, and those metal metal bands are... They're hard to deal with unless you're, like, at a show, and then you just go absolutely nuts, and you lose your shirt, and yeah. you can have spit sure tears are. in your ass and everything. But um, it got me thinking, Rogers' theme song for last year should be Shaggy, It Wasn't Me. Caught me slacking on the field, it wasn't me. <laughs> I'm practicing with my homies, it wasn't me. Um, <laughs> And then in addition to the draft um, identification uh, situation, we have two years yet. Um, I have one shirt to wear for day one, which is the Thomas Austin um, full-size relief I have to wear. I think maybe that's what we should do for the draft. Thomas Austin apparel. You can wear a Thomas Austin shirt, shorts, apron, hat, purse. Underwear. I don't know if you get arrested, but wear them on the outside of your jorts or something. Um, I think that would be a good way to go. The Austinites. Of my body. And then Thomas Austin can show up with his face. Um, in which case, I will gladly uh, stencil a uh, bramble. I'll do it wrong yeah. so people know who I am on the back, like a jersey number. All right. Um, that'd be cool. More than willing to do that. If I'm going to wear a Thomas Austin shirt, I would suspect I wouldn't have a problem wearing a 
the wrong name on my back either. Yeah. So, um, so since we have all this time, I we have another shot for another uh, great merch opportunity next year at the draft. Okay. So that'll be two days worth of shirts. So we just got to figure out, you know, another piece of merch between now and then. I think it's doable for everybody to be able to buy a shirt once a year, even if it's got. Uh, Charlie Sheen's illegitimate <laughs> child on it. Um, anywho. Um, oh, man. I don't have anything else to go. Uh, have a great day, people, in like 10 days when you hear this. Peace. I don't know. Uh, to be fair, what is that? It's five days, so shut up. I don't have a whole lot to add to that, but I uh, appreciate the input, and yeah, I think I think Thomas Austin apparel would be pretty freaking hilarious. Hey, Ryan. Hey. Who's here? Just calling in on the theme song for the... Thanks a lot for um, our air quality down here, douchebag. Packers. I think everyone's going the wrong way with it. All right. Yeah, we're, we're being slandered, and the Packers are being counted out and discredited. Jordan Love's just getting absolutely But I think we need a more positive tone to our theme song and something that makes you get up and move. So my vote is for We've Got the Moves by uh, Electric Cowboy. Technically metal and just shouting out to the world that we got it and we're going to bring it. So, yeah, because I'm One funny thing about the delay is it seems like randomly everybody has the same topic they want to talk about. Like yesterday, it's like all of a sudden everybody has tattoo ideas. Like, where the heck did this come from all of a sudden? And now everybody's got theme song. And they come in bunches. I think it's because there's the initial call and then five days later, there's a cluster when I actually play it. And then the day after that, when people hear it. And then there's the next time when I get to it and I respond to those. And then there's five days after that when somebody... So there's like this week or two-week thing where, you know, two weeks later, you hear about it again. It's really interesting. All right, what are we listening to now? Electric Cowboy. Let's see what it's all about. Oh. Oh. Yeah. Oh. Summer All right. Uh, I didn't see any of that coming. What did that remind me of? His voice when he was screaming kind of was giving me almost... Uh, it's kind of getting like Power Man 5000 vibes or something. You know? I don't think that's it. I don't know. I don't know what it was. It seemed very familiar, but I, c- I couldn't quite put my finger on it. But anyways, I appreciate it there, Goose. Hey, Ryan. This is uh, Trucker Bob. Trucker Bob. Uh, very short phone call this time uh you were talking about what to wear yeah and you didn't think a t-shirt would be good but uh a headband that says packernet after dark on the headband it would be inexpensive it would be distinctive everybody all over your auditorium would know who your fans were and i thought it would just be a good idea just drop in your lap 
Um, if you remember Jim McMahon from the Bears, he used to wear one all the time, and that kind of set him apart. So anyways, I was before a Packernet After Dark headband. Anyways, have a good day. I think it's a good idea because there's no real limiting attribute to it. You know what I mean? Like, you can still wear your jersey, you can wear a hat, you can do whatever you want to do. It's just an extra accessory, and it's noticeable, right? And it doesn't, you know, if you're wearing a hat and you can't really see it, you can wrap it around your arm, you can put it around your leg, you could tie it to your belt buckle. It doesn't really matter. Just find a way to fasten it to your body so that we know you're one of the team, plus probably the cheapest clothing item you can buy, aside from socks. But again, unless we're not going to wear shoes and just wear socks... Probably probably won't do Packernet socks. I mean, you could do Packernet socks. I mean, rocks and Packernet socks. I'm just saying for the whole, how are we going to know who's a part of the crew? I think what I need to start doing is saving my money now so that I can give these things away for free. I wonder how much like 5,000 headbands would cost. <laughs> and just give it away to every single person that wants one just to be a part of the Packernet crew. Just to, Because if you think about it, with the amount of people that are there, Unless about 5,000 people are doing it, you're not going to notice very many people in the crowd wearing it. You know, if 50 people are wearing like a Packernet thing, you're never going to find that. Needle in a haystack. And I know 1,000 people are not going to buy them. I would be surprised if I gave it away for free if I can get 1,000 people to say, yeah, sure, send it to me. I wonder. Anyways, I hate to cut it off short, but it's already after 10 o'clock. I got to go to bed and I want to get this uploaded so you can listen to it. So you guys have a good rest of your night. I will talk to you tomorrow. Have a good one. Bye-bye. Thank you.